as we consider God's word for this morning, um, we want to look at a passage of scripture. And this passage of scripture, of course, is in Corinthians, the 14th chapter, and also 2 Corinthians 1 through 5. Um, let's bow together. Leading guidance, Lord, thank you for your goodness to us. Great is your faithfulness. And as we consider your word, thank you for the time that we have had together. Help me in these moments share with the saints of God some biblical truths about you. You don't want us to be theologically shallow in our thinking for it affects how we operate, how we think, where we stand, what we say, what we do. And so, Lord, help us to understand this word this morning. You are and always will be the God of all comfort. But what does that mean? What does that imply? Help us, Lord, to understand this. In this day and age. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. So we'll go right into it then. When we look at 1 Corinthians 14, 3, but when a person speaks what God has revealed, speak to them, um, uh, uh, them grow to encourage them and to comfort them. Let me read that again. But when a person speaks what God has revealed, he speaks to people to help them grow to encourage them and to what? I like this word comfort. Now this is taken out of the, the text, uh, out of the text of speaking in tongues or what have you. And so he was explaining to them when it comes down to speaking in tongues, uh, when you speak in tongues, here are the benefits of it. That these three significant things happens that the individual, uh, they help them to grow, they are encouraged, and they are comforted. Why do we need to be comforted? Because we're in a war zone. Don't ever forget that. You don't build castles in a war zone. But some believers are trying to do that. Name it and claim it and step into your future. Shut up. Then when something does happen, then they blame God. Second Corinthians 1, 3. Let's read it together. Praise the Lord God. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Father who is passionate and God who gives comfort. Isn't that something? He's a God who is what? Compassionate. It, it, there's, there's something, notice the order. He's the God of compassion. And then he gives comfort. How does he give comfort? According to his resources. According to who he is. And boy, that's, that's quite an extent. God gives comfort. Well, let's move on. As we uh, go through this then, 2 Corinthians 1, 4. He comforts us whenever we suffer. I like that. When? Whenever we suffer. That is why whenever other people suffer, we are able to comfort them by the, using the same comfort. We have received from God. Because Christ suffered so much for us. 
we can receive so much comfort from him. I'm going to explain that a little bit more. That needs to be broken out much more. Consider this. After we were saved, God planned for us to live in this world without the world influencing and changing us. Christ's prayer was, Father, I would that you leave them here. Lord, won't you just take me home? No, leave them here. And that's what God has done. He has left us here. They have left us here. And for a number of reasons. One, to glorify him. There are some times we're going to go through some valleys. And when you go through the valleys, understand God's comfort is right there. The God of all comfort. See, then you are to be a witness for him. So we are to stay there. And what happens is it glorifies him. And I think that it's so important as we keep that in mind, that we are here at this particular time for a specific reason, for a specific reason. And so um, in our introduction, we are living in a very troubling, very troubling times that, uh, that have, is, and will affect every aspect of our life. I believe that God is first calling us to be before we, we respond to the challenges and character builders in our lives. We live right now in our time, day and time. Look around our world. We're having earthquakes, floods, and then the real thing that really sh shaking folks up is what? Coronavirus. I mean, it's spreading. Some say, well, when it get warm, then it'll kill it. But it's happening in Africa, too. So it's spreading all over the world. They were showing, they said it's becoming a pandemic situation, the coronavirus. And folks are care wearing masks. The doctor says, don't wear the mask. You want the person who haven't had the mask on. You don't need the mask on. And so they were just trying to tell folks are panicking. Um, that this, the whole thing is going through this. And so the question is in the table that floats in, in here is, what if you get it? Then what? Does it change how you praise the Lord? I hope you'll put your mask over your face, but I mean, other than that, does it change how you praise God? Do we praise God based on the weather? On the, on, on the things that come in through our lives? God has not called us to something like that. Clarifying our thoughts for this morning, God, the creator and sustainer of all life, the redeemer of our souls, the great God Jehovah, is also the God of what? Especially to those who are his. Use all the names of God you want to, but in the, in the midst of doing all the names, make sure you nail this thing. He's also the God of all comfort. Because it's one thing to know about it. It's another thing to feel and have that security that whatever my lot thou have taught me to say, it's well with my soul. My question to you this morning, is it well with your soul? Yes, things are happening outside of you. Yes, things look topsy-turvy. But God, is, God can handle that. He, all he had to do, like this, uh, the soldier said, just speak the word. But guess what? He won't speak the word in disbelief. And God wants us to believe him. We didn't know that um, last week these two things would happen uh, in our own church family. And, uh, 
as we think about these uh, critical situations of, um, of, of Doug's father, and he's in hospice, and Brandon's mother passing, we didn't know this, this came along. But understand something. God already had that plan. I don't know what's planned for today or tomorrow. But I praise God for who he is. And that I can rest. Because in the midst of the storms, you'll find him saying, I'm the God of all comfort. You say, but Lord, he says, who's your daddy? You are Lord, good. I'm the God of all comfort. I lost my job, the God. Of all comfort. I'm misunderstood. The God of all comfort. I'm still going through all types of pain. The God of all comfort. He's there with you all the time. But there's a cutoff. He will not be the God at a point where he ceases acting as the God of all comfort, although he is. When he takes you home, he doesn't then have to use that anymore. And when, when he takes us home, forget about the pain, forget about the tears. The Lord says, I got this, and I got you. Amen. God's comfort emanates or springs from who he is. And we are directed to be comforters just as he has comforted us. The more we understand the comfort of God should be the extent where we should start comforting others. And I think that's so important. So important. We go, go a little further here. Thinking it through. As we think it through, as we address this subject, let us consider three things that can be a teachable moment. One, the principle. Two, the provision. And three, the purpose. Let me walk you through these. First, going to the principle. I think that we uh, need to do that. And so we will bring that up before you as we go through the principle of 1 Corinthians 14.3. And what it says in 1 Corinthians 14.3, we read it before, but when a person speaks what God has uh, revealed, he speaks to people to help them grow, to encourage them, and to comfort them. That's, wh that's why when you have a, what they call a speaking gift, uh, and some are, are teachers, you know, uh, some are pastors, you see. But whatever your role is, the whole idea, these three things are nailed down to, for people to grow up, okay? They want all believers in their diapers all their lives, you want to encourage them see, and then to and comfort them. Why, com why comfort was put in there? Because that's the world we live in. Because every one of us, those who would live righteously, shall suffer persecution. But God will be the God of our comfort as you go through the uh, persecution so that you can rejoice in the Lord Always, again, I say what? See, folks only want to rejoice when the good times come. You, know, you get an anonymous check for $15,000 and say they'll be coming in every week. They'll hear your voice all the way down the block. Hallelujah, praise God, I'm blessed. 
But when you get a notice, you're being evicted. Your rent is due, the light bill too. <laughs> then, then you mean, well, are you still rejoicing? Well, I'm under the circumstances. What are you doing under there? Okay, get off my there. Okay, Second Corinthians one three. Raise, raise uh, should be praise the Lord and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Father who is passionate and God who gives comfort. He comforts us whenever we suffer. That is why whenever other people suffer, we are able to comfort them using the same comfort he, we, uh, we have received from God. Observation. Our spiritual state is provided with hope, clarity, strength, compassion, courage, the effect of not being confident directly exposes us to the attack of the world, the flesh, and the devil. When we are confident by God, guess what? We have hope in our comfort. You see? We experience the compassion of God. That's why I, I put these things up there. We experience that passion. We experience, we are strengthened. Some artists said, my heart is fixed, O oh Lord. When God comforts us because we know who we are, we know who God is, we are confident. And then we, that's the whole word of compassion. Because as we receive God's compassion, then it flows over our cup, runs over to others to have compassion to others. The God of all comfort does this to us. And then when it comes down to courage. But if by chance you're not in the family of God, and if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, rejected all that he had provided for you, suffer in silence. And here's what happens. First, the state of the sinner's spiritual growth provides. Next, next thing, what is it? The first thing that happens is discouragement. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this world. Satan say, why don't you take a little drink? It's just a little bit of poison. Go ahead and drink it. You'll be okay. Defeat. Depression, detachment, doubt, disorientation. This should never be mentioned above with the beloved saints of God. To have this mean that you don't have this. You can't have both of these at the same time. To have this means that you are not paying attention to, you have re rejected or neglected. So because you have not received the comfort of God, now you're discouraged. Now you feel de de defeated and depressed, this depression and detachment and doubt and disorientation. And you, guess what? Satan gets you to doubt God. And the reason that you doubt God is because you didn't Grab hold of his comfort. Because you'll never see these things here inside of you if you have this going on. But you can't have the two. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. I was listening to a little uh, a clip on Mah Mahalia Jackson. And uh, they were playing on, on Moody. 
and they, there was it was you know Black History Month, and and so they was playing a little clip on it, and her her song that made her uh, famous. Why should I feel discouraged? See, uh, it talks about the whole idea. Of why why should the shadow come? No. She goes on to go on to say, his eyes are on a sparrow. And then she didn't say, I think. He said, I know. <laughs> he watches over me. In your darkest moments, the God of all confidence says, well, I see what you, you experience. Tell me what you know. Do you know that I comfort you? Do you know that I am God? We're outside of Bible study now. This is life. Don't let people or situations get you into the state of being discouraged and defeated and depressed and detached and doubting and disoriented. Because all of these elements, guess what? These are down here. So get up. What did I just say? <laughs> Because the moment that you decide to get up, then you grasp hold of the comfort of God. Both of them cannot flow at the same time. Disillusionment. So that uh, disorientation, in this case, you, you all were taking notes. Let me go back a little bit. Disillusionment. That's, that's what the psalmist said. Truly God is good to Israel, but as for me, my foot did almost slip and my steps were well nigh gone. And he said, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He goes on and on until finally says, until I went into the house of the Lord. And here's that word. Then I understood. And I found out that they were on slippery places. On a banana. Getting ready to slip into eternity. And he began to say, oh, Lord. I was like a child, a brute beast before you. Yeah. Why? Because you see, he didn't receive the comfort of God. He was, he was in the pit. He was down. But the word of God, when he got, when he got him unbelievers, that's why it's important to go to church. It's important to go to church because you are encouraged and prayed for and everything else by other believers. You shouldn't be down. You should be up and moving. Amen. I believe that Satan does not want us to die, but to exist and function detached from the will of God. Satan can't use a dead Christian. Oh, but he can use a believer that has not taken the comfort of God. He can use and abuse a Christian that has come dis disenchanted with God. He can use a Christian that has no concept or theo in the word theology, the study of God, have no concept, nor, nor will they read God's word, nor hang out with God. He wants you to keep on living. You're better than the coronavirus. You affect everyone you come into. And there's no cure apart from the word of God. No, Satan don't want you dead. I, that's why I said, I believe. Okay, so don't come. Well, the scripture, look, I, I said, I believe. 
that Satan does not want us to die, but to exist and function detached from the will of God. Are you detached? God our Father is well aware of our circumstances, but he's observing our spirit, thoughts, and the intentions of our hearts. He's observing all of this. The whole idea of, of our, our spirit and thoughts and intentions of our hearts is so important. Number two, the provision. When we talk about the provision, then let's, let's look at it for a moment. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Father who is compassionate and the God who gives comfort. He comforts us whenever we suffer. That is why whenever other people suffer, we are able to comfort them by using the same comfort we have received from this morning. I know your brain is running over with the word comfort. Good. That's what I wanted to do. His characteristic of co uh, compassion gives comfort. Something else. His commitment gives whenever. You see that there? He comforts us what? Whenever. You see that? One more time. Why? Whenever others. You see the whenever in the verses. Whenever. So he, he, he com his commitment he gives, uh, gives whenever you need it. You got it. His distribution in our life, we respond to others like he has responded to us. Everybody with me so far? God of all comfort. Because God is going to bring people into your life. They, don't, they probably will not know God. Will be distant from God. And you are God's extension of comfort to those individuals. Well, let's go to the purpose. And so we find here, because Christ suffered so much for us, we can receive so much comfort from, for, from him. I want us to read that, okay, because sometimes we can't read over things. So let's read that. Re let's read that together. Ready? Because Christ suffered so much. What, what, did, he just, what did he say? So, what, one more time. So much for us, okay? We can receive so much from him. I want that to sink into your spirit. Because I need to walk you through what that means. When we talk about Christ has suffered so much. And that word so much. Question. What is the extent of God's comfort for us? Answer. The magnitude of God's comfort has been described as what? So much. That's the mighty God. He, he always do exceeding abundantly, right? <laughs> so when it comes down to comfort, he'll give you so much. I never heard a, a Christian complaining, God comforts me too much. I can't stand it anymore. Have you run to anybody like that? <laughs> you keep soaking stuff up and soaking stuff up. And so we go on then, and we look at what it says here. Christ's death on the cross of Calvary was far more than satisfying God's righteous requirement for, uh, for our forgiveness and redemption. He enabled us by his grace to become his adopted children. Included us in the fellowship of the Godhead. 
empowered us to be more than conquerors. You see what's happening here? His suffering on the cross of Calvary, so much. I'm just trying to explain so much. He already, he already satisfied the judicial where our sins will be. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are what? In Christ Jesus. So you're already in. But now we have to give you so much. And, and the so much is that he gives us by his grace. We become his adopted children. We get a, a, not only did he uh, acquit us, then he adopted us. Ask anybody in their other gods, do their God, uh, have, have the, your God adopted you? We are adopted sons and daughters of God. He included us in the fellowship of the Godhead. We have access. That's not happening with the, with the angels. Uh-uh, no. Just with those in the family. We are empowered. He empowered us to be more than conquerors. He energized us to be diligent followers of Christ. He embedded in us the love of God so much. Engulfed us with his comfort until we get home. When Jesus Christ says, it is finished, he opened the cap and says, now, what, whatever you're going through, whatever struggles you're going to deal with, understand something. I'll be there and you'll get so much, all of the benefits of glory. So much. And then when the, in your moments that you're going to go through, don't be discouraged because I'm going to comfort you. It was all paid at the cross of Calvary. It's not an add-on. The more I see this, I keep seeing the package open more and more like a flower opening for us. He's a God of all comfort. And so he enables us and includes us, empowers us, energizes us, embedded in us, and then engulfed us with the comfort until we get home. Oh, now I understand what the, what the psalms were saying. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So much. I praise God that he's a God of what? One last thing. We are by God's grace one of a kind. Limited but resting in the loving arms of our Heavenly Father who is keeping us by the Holy Spirit until we get home. There he will wipe away what? I'm, that's not philosophical. It's a promise. Oh, weeping made endure for the night. But joy <laughs> comes in the morning. And joy doesn't mean after you're dead. He'll bring the joy while you're still living. Why? So you have a testimony. And that you can comfort others. The God of all comfort. And I trust that. I don't know when it came down to the uh, funeral and the things that were happening. I don't know. This, I was setting this up. I didn't know all the things that would be happening during the course of this week. It just flowed. And I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you comfort us. You comfort us. Uh, 
I was in as I put in my written notes, I put uh, Marvin Sapp's song, I never would have made it. I never would have made it. Without you, I would have lost it all. I never, never would have made it. And I, I think that will be each one of our testimonies when we get the glory. Praise God. <laughs> I never would have made it with my heart hit itself. Thinking I have all the answers. Waiting to the time I wanted to, to take it on. I never would have made it. I would have lost it all. All of the benefits and all of the glory and all of the praise and all of eternity. I would have lost it all. Without you. One song right read, without God, I can do nothing. I dare. Yeah, I like that. Who, who has that? Get the song going? Bring it up so we'll hear this a little bit. Oh, yeah. 
never would have made it. Never, 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 never. It was, uh, it would have been, it's, it's halfway. I said, no, we, you, get, you go on uh, YouTube and listen to the rest of it. <laughs> but I, I hope that you understand that the God of all comfort says, <laughs> at least you have that testimony to tell others because of your walk with the Lord. As we close this morning, let me ask you a question. Do you have any rivers that seems to be uncrossable? See, any mountains that you cannot tunnel through? God specializes. And guess what? He'll do it for you. So if you're going through anything right now, I'd like to pray for you. I want you to feel the God of all comfort. Put his arms around you that you may absorb in your spirit. It might be financial. It might be relational. It, I don't know what you're going through. But don't walk out of here not comforted by God our Father. Don't blame it on him. If you're that person, maybe you want to stand. Say, it's me, oh Lord. It's me. Standing in the need of prayer. Not my mother, not my father. But it's me, O oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. God knows your situation. He knows your thoughts. I praise him that he's a good listener. <laughs> Matter of fact, he knows our thoughts are far off. So I pray, Father God, thank you for our time together. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you are the God of all comfort. And thank you, Lord, that you set it up that the extent of the comfort is measured by the extent that Jesus Christ died for our sins. We cannot measure that. But we thank you, Lord, that it's all driven by your love. And, Lord, whatever the saints are going through right now, that it can be trying and it can kind of get on your nerve or one's nerve. But don't let them be unnerved by it. Help them to ask the question like the psalmist, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. My prayer right now is for each one of the believers who are standing. And whatever they're going through, Lord, I pray that you strengthen them to go through it and not get stuck in it. And then, Lord, I pray for if there anyone on the sound of my voice that have not really turned their lives over to Jesus Christ, admit that they were a sinner, that they could not save themselves, and that Jesus Christ died for their sins because they're one of a kind. And Lord, I just pray right now that they will ask Christ into their lives to be their Savior. Thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. Thank you for our time. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen.